back, RevDivers. We are extremely excited to introduce you to Jill Arena. Jill is the founder and CEO of Healthy Practices and the author of the most wonderfully titled book, Physician Heal Thy Financial Self. Jill, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here today. Welcome, Jill. Take your brain. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Jill, you and I have known each other probably about a year now. um, And one of the things that we have connected on in the past and really deeply connected on is discussing those challenges when you're talking to physician leaders about the revenue cycle and you're having those financial discussions. There's a lot of frustration that's built into that. And and what would you say is kind of that number one frustration for rev cycle leaders when they're approaching physician leaders about finances? Mm-hmm. Probably the biggest frustration is that they don't get enough time and attention and focus from the physician leaders when they bring up their issues. And uh, I have known and worked with some very, very talented revenue cycle directors who just shake their head at the physicians. and. It's this conversation, I can't get them to stop and pay attention. Or when I tell them something's important, it's kind of like they can't hear it or they don't care. And I just really wanna help them with their business. So that's, I would say probably the A number one frustration I see um, is just the physicians are super busy and um, they really just don't stop to handle the numbers. Yeah, you know, that's absolutely true. And, you know, physicians have so much on their plates right now with everything that's happening in the world of of technology and compliance and, you know, all of these things that they have to to deal with. But then also thinking about the the revenue cycle leaders perspective and, you know, in this continuum, as well as the practice administrators perspective, right? Because, you know, I would say a lot of revenue cycle leaders kind of cut their teeth in practice management or are even still somehow involved in practice management. So there's always going to be that challenge that RCM leaders have in prioritizing, you know, how they're going to approach their physicians, like you, like you said, how they're going to um, prioritize everything that they have to, to deal with on a regular basis. And, you know, that kind of also ties into even the barriers that that physicians have with engaging, truly digging in deep into their own financials, because their RCM leaders, their practice managers have so much on their plates um, and trying to remove some of those barriers, not only from the leadership, but then also from the physicians. What do you think? we can do to, to truly engage our physicians in their, in their practice financials and remove some of the barriers that, that are in place right now? Great question. And this one is um, a little bit um, tricky in that my sense and working with lots of physicians over the years and trying to communicate with them about their financials is, um, First of all, the barrier is that a lot of times they don't understand. And um, that gets a little tricky for the leader, the rev cycle director, or the practice administrator. And how do they explain without leaving the physician feeling stupid? Um, and how do they do that in a respectful way? And also get that business owner or board member or a person who has um, you know, fiduciary responsibility for a medical group 
um, to really understand and focus on the finances. So um, that's a that's a challenge for some. Uh, they're open to learning and they're curious, and for others, it's a bit of an ego thing, and they don't want to admit that they don't understand something so critical about their practice. And um, that the the latter group that that gets even more dicey the further into their career they get because they've been faking it for a long time, um, and uh, they're uh, it's it's there. There's so many opportunities that we have with sharing data with physicians. How cool! Is it when we're able to actually share data in a way that they can actually understand it? I mean, I, I know that you have thoughts about how to do that as well. Yes. Well, there's a lot of science around that. Um, one of my favorite authors is a gentleman by the name of Edward Tufte, and he has several books out. My favorite is called The Visual Display of Quantitative Information. And that is really, just as the title would suggest, a lot about taking numerical tabular data, reams and reams of it, and um, presenting it in more of a pictorial format or a visual format so that um, the audience can understand exactly what's happening really quickly. They can digest it easily. And it's like you understand in an instant um, what's happening. And it's such a great thing to apply to practices and why so many systems have attempted to create dashboards. Uh, you know, is it red? Is it green? Is it up? Is it down? Um, and that kind of presentation, I think as much as uh, RevCycle directors can simplify the data, um, not to dumb it down, but just to make it really easy to digest. Uh, physicians are moving fast. They have very little time. Um, they're busy. They have a lot on their mind, like the last case they just did or the next patient they're going to see. And so um, getting in front of them with financial data um, it is crucial and it's crucial for them to understand what's happening with their business, but we need to serve it up in a way that they can digest it really rapidly. Um, my favorite sort of current example of this and how it works is when we watch the national news um, and see the weather report for the country. You can see the visual of the United States um, with a heat map and no one needs to explain to you that red is hot and blue is cold. Um, and you can immediately see exactly what's going on weather-wise across the whole country. And if you had to look at tabular data to figure out what the temperature is in Detroit or Miami and whether it's hot or cold, no one would, no one would go through that exercise. But uh, um, so that's my favorite example. And I think about frequently about how to apply that to um, the finances of a medical group. So great, great conversation. You know, you've made so many, uh, so many elegant points here. And I think, you know, we've worked with those physician leaders that feel challenged and frustrated diving into financials. And, you know, those practice administrators that do not know how to present that information and to bring that information up. And there's sort of a genuine earnest desire to, to have those conversations, right? But they feel somehow stifled. But on the converse of that, we also have, you know, I, I don't want to say the, the problem makers, right? But you also have sometimes where you have practice administrators overreaching their authority, or you have the physician leaders who are too over involved, right? They are hovering, they are micromanaging. And I think another challenge that comes up quite often in financial discussions is finding that balance because really with these financial discussions, it's got to be a great teamwork between physician leadership and between those practice administrators and managers. So how do you help them find that balance when you're dealing with practices? 
Great question. The um, physician owner or physician leader with fiduciary responsibility, like a medical director or a member of the board, um, almost can't be too curious. I mean, it's it, when I find someone like that who's really thirsty and keeps coming and asking questions a lot, a lot, a lot, um, it can be frustrating. Hear me say that. It's kind of like, oh my goodness, how many more questions? But um, on the flip side, how great to have them in a space of curious and um, how can we feed them information that'll satisfy that curiosity? And, uh, and that's it also goes to your question about you know the practice administrator or the physician. If one or the other is a little too much, a little extra uh, about it all, um, building trust in a working relationship first and foremost, and that's a big whole another topic. Uh, but building trust in the data is another one. And if you're reporting to business owners, to physicians, and as we said earlier, who may or may not fully understand everything you're reporting to them, um, having trust in the working relationship and having trust in the veracity of the data are both really key points to building a foundation. And then my experience is you can work with those folks who are curious or sometimes overly curious um, to help them really get that foundation and really understand what they're looking at and really understand what's coming out of your practice management or your finance system. Um, and so that they can trust what they're seeing, they understand what they're seeing, and then they can use it to make informed decisions. Oh my gosh, absolutely. That's, that's such you know, good insight, Jill. Um, you know, I want to share a conversation with the audience that we were having prior to today's podcast. You know, we were talking about educating physicians on the business of medicine. And I, I kind of mentioned, um, you know, the experience that I had with, um, with a local uh, university and really kind of exposing them to practice management, to revenue cycle management, um, to compliance, and they were fascinated. Um, it, it, it would be such a, a different um, environment if physicians and other healthcare providers were, were exposed to the business of medicine before they got into the business of medicine. Um, I, I know that you are very passionate about this. I would love to, to get you to share, you know, your thoughts on physician education with our Rev Divers. Great, great question. Great conversation for all of us to be in. Um, I, as I've observed over 30 years being in the industry, um, when I talk with physicians about their business, um, I always ask, you know, how much, how much business training did you get in medical school? And their answer is always the same. It's a great big zero. Um, and I've, I've just sort of looked at our educational system in this country. We do a fantastic job training clinicians. We give them all kinds of state-of-the-art diagnostics. We give them the latest and greatest pharmaceuticals, all kinds of ways to take really great care of their patients. And uh, we give them no training whatsoever on financials, how to read financial statements, on their rev cycle. They, that most of them know very little to nothing about how they get paid. Um, they don't understand the RBRVS system. They don't know where it comes from. 
They have a little bit of knowledge about an RVU because a lot of them get paid on that. But um, beyond how to spell it, um, there's not a whole lot of knowledge about you know the underlying building blocks of where RVUs come from and why it matters. So um, that's um, a part of my passion, aside from writing the book, has been uh, really digging in on um, physician leadership and trying to add back that piece. And there are several good programs across the country. Um, we have one we've started in the Northwest called the Physician Leadership Project. Um, and that is really to do just that. It's a, it's a little bit bigger than just the financial piece. We do executive presence and um, leadership skills, how leadership differs from clinical. Um, but we have a heavy focus on just getting that foundational understanding of the financial underpinnings of the clinic so that hopefully in years to come, we don't find ourselves in the same position of um, educating physicians really well clinically and then sort of throwing them to the lions or you know, throwing them to the wolves um, with, could you, couldn't you just please run this multi-million dollar business, but we're not really going to teach you how. So um, that's uh, that's one of the things that we do that I'd love to change. So. Oh my gosh. I mean, Wow, this has been a wonderful discussion. And Jill, we thank you so much for being with us today. But before we let you go, we like to end our podcast with our guests sharing just one piece of advice that they would leave with our Rev Divers. Is there anything that you'd like to share with them before you go? Ooh, great question. Um... If you're looking to improve your performance, um, be in dialogue and be in partnership. And what I mean by that is um, talk about what you're up to, talk about the goals that you've set, um, talk about it with your physicians and um, be in partnership, reach out. Um, this podcast is fantastic, what a great resource. Um, find other resources like this. There's so much good out in the community that you can learn from and invite your physicians to come learn with you. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you so much for being with us today, Jill. We're, we would love to have you back again um, so that we could dig a little deeper into um, the education of our current physicians and our future providers as well. Um, Rev Divers, thanks so much for joining us today. There's so much information that we wanna share with you guys so many more phenomenal guests like Jill, who's going to be joining us soon. So stay tuned for our next episode. Take care. <laughs>